This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Last episode, I don't know if you noticed, but I guess one of your cats was doing a fucking tap dance routine yeah. during the show. I'm curious how long I can talk about my cats as if they're my children before we reach a point where the the the, the parallels no longer exist. Because it's interesting because like I've already had to deal with that this week, <laughs> like what you're talking about. So okay. Tishin, who is my son. <laughs> um, has a lot of energy. And if you know anything about cats, they have these things called the zoomies. Are you familiar oh, with the dog, zoomies? Dogs get the zoomies too. Yep. So Tishan's rotation at this point is to get the zoomies roughly around 1130 at night. Rotation? Tishan. I know, but you said Tishan's rotation. So it's rotation. It's rotation, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he gets his uh, zoomies around 1130 at night, but also 545 in the morning is when he gets the uh, the zoom zooms. Um, now, because I live with a roommate now, I lock the cats in the room with me so that it does not wake my roommate up. But uh, he riles up Chloe. That's the problem. Like, Chloe was a very chill cat before we got Tishan. And uh, yeah, it's Tishan who's the worst one. Like, he gets her all riled up. And like, she'll be she'll nap all day. And if Tishan is like fucking around with something, then she'll just go after it. So it reached a critical point where uh, Julie and I have decided that... Uh, it's only appropriate for somebody to have to deal with Tishan half the week. So oh, you're sharing custody. Yeah. Chloe stays with me all the time. Chloe is mine and she is very much bonded to me. Uh, but Julie was considerate enough to take Tishan for the past two days. And I did something called sleep. Oh, uh, so good. And like without Tishan, Chloe will nap on my body, like just sleep in my arm, curled up next to me, just nap away, sit down, uh-huh. watch a movie, watch a TV show. It's fine. But with Tishan, man, it's rough. And and within 24 hours, Julie was like, yeah, we, we're going to need to trade this guy back. Because now I'm at the point where I'm trying to get her to take him full time. Like, <laughs> I, 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 and like, to be fair, those of you who are going to hate on me for this, it's not because of the zoomies or the noise. It's because he won't stop shitting on the floor. He keeps shitting on the bathroom floor. And mm-hmm. we've realized it's well, because... Well, he's close. That's very close. The bathroom floor, he's very close. I think I mentioned it in the last episode where like, He'll poop on the floor next to the litter box. But then once every rotation, like once every couple of days, he'll poop in the litter box as if to be like, just in case you thought I didn't know what you wanted me to do. Yeah, I know what you want. This is an aggressive act. This is (laughs) an aggressive act towards you. So what we've realized is I use a pellet system for the cats as opposed to the litter. So it's not like all this litter that's on the ground everywhere. Uh He doesn't like the pellets. He doesn't like them. So So he's, he's, he's complaining. He's been with Julie for two days. She set up two litter boxes with like a litter system, like traditional litter, and he's doing fine in there. But I'm really pissed that I just got this thing. And now I have to commit to like 15 years of using a litter system that is unhealthy for the cats that I don't want to use simply because this little asshole can't poop on the pellets. Three, four cats. All of them have been fine with this system, except for goddamn Tishan, the little prince who can't use the regular system. Winnie's a bit of a princess too, 
Andrea and I have been trying to get her on some kind of rotation where we'll make sure she goes outside and does some manner of business at like right. a 10 or 11 so that we know that she doesn't have to do anything in the middle of the night, but it does not stop her from waking up at, it depends, like we've stopped turning to look at the clock. We don't like to do that anymore because we turn and we look at the clock and it says, <laughs> It says 2.30 and we're like, Winnie, go fuck yourself. What right. are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's up, she's up, got her paws up on the bed at saying, I'd like to speak to your manager about going outside. <laughs> Winnie is the Karen of animals. Oh, she is. She totally is. And she's like, when, as her head gets poofier, she kind of has more Karen hair. But, uh, but yes, <laughs> every time she comes to the refrigerator uh, and says, I'd like to speak to your manager about having a baby carrot. Yeah. She's very demanding, but she's adorable. She's just adorable. It's impossible. One thing that I came up with when, when we first got her and she, she hadn't yet learned to go out the back and do her business mm-hmm. without one of us taking her for a walk at like four or five in the morning in the winter. Uh, there was a, <laughs> a little song I used to sing and it would be, it's a good thing. I love you, <laughs> you silly puppy. I've heard of this winter. Apparently all you guys are getting some winter out there. I got to be yeah. honest it was 61 degrees today, and I went for my walk outside of my office, and I was cold, and I had yeah. a zip-up on, and I, it, it, <laughs> West, Coast, West Coast has turned me into uh, just a little bitch. It's true. Yeah. Like, uh, 60 degrees used to be short and t-shirt weather, and now I need, like, a hoodie. I need multiple layers. We, multiple have, layers. Had, we have had quite the productive winter so far. Yeah. We've had two snowstorms. Heard. Uh, we had, yeah, uh, and, and, and. The, uh, the local weather dude, your Topper Shut, do you, are you familiar with Topper Shut on the, the local CBS affiliate, Channel 9? I don't, watch, uh, I don't Top- watch, I don't have cable, I don't have TV. I know you don't. And I'm actually going to get to something a little later on in the podcast, and I'm going to have to explain something to you because, oh, because you don't watch commercials. I have something similar to that. That's so odd that we're on the and, same page. Oh my fantastic. God. But yeah, but so we were watching the weather and Topper was very excited. He goes, well, we have a potential for another weather maker this weekend. Either we're going to get between a half an inch to uh, an inch on Thursday or nothing's going to happen on Thursday <laughs> and we're getting 20 inches on Saturday. Those are the like... That's those are the spread. two options. Like, <laughs> there's nothing there are, in between those two. There's no spread. No, no spread at all. There's there's the American model because because they're the um, the weather forecasters have you know used different models to right. figure out what what's going to ha- what could potentially happen. The American model: this storm is this front, whatever's coming this way, misses us almost completely. We get very little on 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 Thursday, and then the re- the, the bulk of it passes uh, right over us. The right. European model has us getting a fucking dump truck uh, full of snow. So can't wait for that. To quote the yeah. kids, I love that for you. <laughs> yeah, do you? Well, uh, oh, before we get too far into things, yeah, I, I need to issue a correction Ooh. from last podcast. And I'm very embarrassed about this because I said something about a movie that I love and I was wrong. Yeah. Remember when I was talking about Time Bandits last episode? I do. Okay. And I was talking about the, the personification of evil in Time Bandits. And I, call, I, yeah. said, I said it was, he was played by Charles Dance. And I apparently screwed up my glowering Brits because it was not Charles Dance who played the personification of evil. It was David Warner who played evil. 
Chad, I'm happy you be, I'm, I'm happy you brought this up because I haven't been able to sleep for a week uh, on this because I've been meeting. I've had, I've had <laughs> shout out to my buddy Patrick. He is a hey! on the show. Uh he listens all the time and he's like, uh, what are you talking about? Because like I, I love that movie. It's yeah, it's in a in a top 20 if I had a top 20. And time I, bandits. Yes, and I'm embarrassed that I got that wrong. And so for all of my my fellow nerds out there who love that movie, I'm not that much of a moron. I just got my got my intimidating British actors mixed up. Oh, man. So interesting week. I sent you a gift. I gave you a present that I felt like you would appreciate. I sent Jared a, a little video of me in a bar drinking a beer. Oh, yeah. Watching a sports game. I, I watched. I, can I tell you? Uh, my heart grew three sizes. You texted me and said, hey, uh, Arizona looks like shit. And and I actually went back and forth with you and said, yes, we well, did. but the Rams have been known to blow leads like this before. The Rams were in the process of just stomping Destroying. Arizona. Oh, my Arts God. It was, biker rally. It, was, it, was a, it was a brutal, brutal yeah, game to watch. Like it, it looked like Arizona was playing was playing football. But the Rams were playing Madden. Ooh. Like yeah. on easy. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, it, I, it was a I shit game. It really was. I think I was in third grade when I played football. And I was taught that if you're a quarterback and if you're being rushed and if they have their hands physically around your body, dragging you to the ground, uh, you don't throw the ball. the ball out to the side, yeah. not, do, not try and make this pass. And I remember yeah. seeing this interception and being like, that's rough. Well, it, 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 it warmed the cockles of my heart uh, right. that you were actively watching a football game and understanding yeah. what was happening. So watching this game actually made me feel really good about myself because up until almost the end of the first half, I had more yards of offense <laughs> than the Arizona Cardinals did. <laughs> well, they I had I... <laughs> negative seven at one point. So I had seven more yards of offense. From my fucking couch. I imagine that watching the Cardinals for the first half, you were like, I could play professional sports. Sure. <laughs> Not <laughs> anyone can. No, anyone could. Yeah, it was it was an ass kicking for the ages. It really was. So uh, let me go ahead then, since sure. since you brought since you brought up football. Yeah. We should probably let people in on the fact. Obviously, our fantasy football season is over. Yes. We did not win. We did not. You did not make the playoffs. No. You. I got into it towards the end. I did get into it towards the end. Yeah. And I'm I'm very glad of that. And I I just wish that uh, my team could have done better because it was just a just a wet fart outing uh, in the first round of the playoffs for my team. And then that was it was that was pretty much it. So I'm looking forward to playing next season with you. So that maybe lessons you have learned will inform what you want to do in the draft, what your keepers are going to be, and maybe you'll be able to be a bit more of an active player next season. Here's my question. Am I being invited back? Sure. Yeah. I don't see why not. You're well, I just oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. I hope some of that got on camera. I have a standing desk. This desk is easily <laughs> like four and a half feet off the ground at this and point. And your cat just and jumped. And this cat just jumped. But like all cats, they only see the legs. They don't have anything to latch onto. So she jumps thinking that she's going to put nails into the desk. 
but instead puts nails into my iPad and my work phone right here and almost drags everything off. Is there a place you can put them? Yeah, right here on the edge of the desk. It's, no, it's, I'm not talking about the iPad and the phone. I'm talking about the cats. If I put her outside, she's just going to sit outside of me out the entire time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's fine. She just wanted to come up here for attention. She just wants to <laughs> she just wants to say hi. But yeah, uh, so your spot in the Fantasy League is yours until I would love to keep it. Say otherwise. Not only am I going to keep it, but next year, once we really start accumulating all of our uh, all of our listeners, I'm going to let the listeners name the team. Great. I'm going to let people submit team names, and I'm going to let them name the team. Here's the thing. There are people who are listening. We just passed 2,500 listens. Wow. I know. Well, I, I, I probably shouldn't go touting our numbers because we made a big deal at 2,000 and now 2,500. But no, the, the next big milestone is going to be 5,000. That's going to be the next big one. But 2,500, we're halfway there. We're halfway to 5K. You know, I know some people who got 2,500 listens on their first podcast. And, you know, I don't respect that level of shooting the moon too quickly. Who you got 2,500 listens on their first podcast? Some, some like celebrity? People, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there are people who got 2,500 listens on their first podcast. Yeah. But, but, but they, those people, those people had some clout beforehand. People yeah. were waiting for them they're, to do something like that. And we're somebody for that they're, content they're a somebody and we are a couple of nobodies a couple of nobodies and so, and so because of that 2500 looking pretty good right now yeah we have to generate our own clamor so right now we are building the clamor yeah for for, for our content and we now, are clamoring for listeners yeah <laughs> that's all this is is just clamor so yeah so once we once we become a true multimedia empire again because we started off with video and had mm-hmm. had ambitions for video, but 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 then the video is going to be cool. It's going to be a nice way to promote the podcast. So for those I of you listening, so. we recognize that your time is valuable to you, and with all of the other things that your eyeballs can be laid upon, looking at two guys in just regular rooms staring at each other is not the case. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some fun cut downs so that you can see like visual reactions to what's going on in the episode, so you know whether or not there's content in that episode that you should listen through to. Oh, like for the cut down of this episode, you'll see Jared's cat just, right, just, jump into destroy, the just jump into the screen. Yeah, it'll be good stuff. And then periodically, I will slowly get bigger on camera. It'll start out as other Jared being just enormous. <laughs> we'll both each slowly get closer and closer to the camera until it's just like up Jared's left nostril. <laughs> Anything else cool happened to you uh, this week? I'm trying to think. I, I'm get, I, <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about this. I'm giving Julie advice on how to date men. That's interesting. Okay. It's not a bad thing. Is that a, is that a healthy thing to do right now? So why not? I'm not giving her bad advice. Okay. <laughs> I want her to be happy. Why would I well, want no, why would I, I not want her? I, I, listen, I'm sure you do. I want her to be happy as well, but don't you think there should be some level of separation? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not there on the date with them. <laughs> she's not, not a Cyrano de Bergerac She's not phoning a friend and being like, you know, my ex-boyfriend would be really good on how to handle this. Hold on one second. Like speaker phoning me in. My feeling is there are two ways to leave a job, right? There's fuck you guys. And then there's, look, as long as you need me, it's fine. I'm happy to stay on in a consulting role until you can <laughs> fill the position. And like, I always liked the company. It was not a... <laughs> until you can fill the position. 
There's a lot of business analogies for relationships that I have. I realized. I, I noticed that last episode. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's like another COVID depression coming. You know what I mean? Where like people are just kind of like, there is a are, general malaise. Yeah. Right. Starting to, but I think that has to do with, so it's a, it's a combination. You got, you got much like the, uh, the European model that Topper Shutt was talking about. You got two fronts. You got two, two, mm-hmm. two, two fronts coming in. First, you have the overall anxiety that is produced by the pandemic and what, what's the right thing to do and how much activity you're allowed to do and yeah. what you think you can justify doing. Uh, and, then, and then there is seasonal affective disorder. Oh, because you guys all live in the cold. I got you. Right. Oh, oh, I guess you guys don't have that in fucking California. No, God I mean, damn we, it. Here's what I'm going to say. I think those who are from California probably experience it more than those of us who are not from California. I think that's a fair statement. The I difference guess. is because the difference is it still gets dark early, right? That's still that's still a mind fuck for everybody. But but what's different is it's sunny during the day. It's not just this constant gray and cold overcast for weeks on end. Yeah. So like, yeah. I go out during the day. I still have a little bit of a tan. Good on you, man. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to things... be able to afford to live out here much longer. So please, like, I'm eventually going to have to give up. It, it's getting way too goddamn expensive. Well, it, it's been just alternating, salting, scraping, shoveling. You doing the uh, shoveling? Yeah, I mean, got... we have we have able-bodied teens in the neighborhood who could be hired to do things, but I still think that I can handle that without fucking myself up too badly. That's your and, ego. You got to set that shit aside. No, I, trust me. I'm, <laughs> I'm very close. Very. It takes a lot for someone, someone with an ego, my size to set it aside. <laughs> I, might, I might throw my back out just by doing that. But I, I took some proactive steps to try and uh, be a little bit more aware of mm-hmm. where I am health wise. I got myself a physical over the weekend. You went to a doctor. I went to a doctor. Now that I'm I have so proud of you. Now that I have like official health insurance through the job that I'm at, isn't it good? I, I found I found myself a doctor and uh and made myself an appointment and went and because not that I want to hear bad news, but I want a reason. I want to hear a reason why I feel the way that I do. Jared, I can, I, I, I'm not and an actor I, and I can give you a number of reasons why you feel the way. Fuck off. First of all, <laughs> you're old. Fuck off. You've eaten like shit for years now. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> and you're not letting the teenagers shovel the fucking snow yeah. outside. So I went down there and <laughs> they, they did all this stuff. I, uh, I, I got, I got an EKG, mm. uh, which thankfully was uh, came back normal they gave me a uh, gave me a flu shot while i was there hey always helpful what one thing that was kind of kind of weird uh when i was sitting in the in the in the room waiting for the doctor the song over the the intercom or whatever was uh i'm in love with your body i'm in love with i'm like body. really that's i mean that's, that's a choice <laughs> I wonder if they're selecting the list. Slightly awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Is this just a channel? Are they choosing? Was that Ed Sheeran? That's Ed Sheeran. 
Uh, I don't know if it is. It it's, is because it, it's one of his weird ones that doesn't sound like his normal songs. Okay, well, whatever it is, I, 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 I've only heard I've only heard the song in passing, and I was just like, this doesn't. This is not a comfortable song to hear while you're waiting to get examined. Echo, who sings "I'm in love with your body"? I don't think that's right, unless DJ Majestic. Are, are, are you going to say that that Echo is wrong? Shape of You, Ed Sheeran. Yep. Shape of You is Ed Sheeran. I'm yeah, in love the, with your body is not the same song. No, that it is the same song. This is not an argument we need to be having right now. Because it's not an argument. It's, I'm very <laughs> much right about this. I'm, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. I just didn't know the uh, the name of the song. Shape. Okay. If you play anymore, we're going to have to pay copyrights. So that's true. Cut, cut that shit out. That's true. We're just going to mute that part. It's just going to be me bouncing around muted singing. <laughs> yeah, Shape of You. Okay. Anyway, so Shape of You. Because it went Thinking Out Loud, which was my wedding song, and then Shape of You, which was like a drastic shift. And then he essentially wrote a wedding song. Like he was like, holy shit, this Thinking Out Loud thing is being used for a lot of weddings. What if I just made a song for weddings and that thing made a billion dollars? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing, and this was the thing that I was getting ready to tell you about because you don't watch ads. I don't. Um, okay. So the doctor, because I'm of a certain age, it's, it's about that time for, uh, for the colonoscopy. Oh. Uh, however, however, there is a non-invasive uh, option for colonoscopy now, apparently. It's called, it's called Cologuard. Have you heard of Cologuard? Not. Please tell me okay. everything about Cologuard. Okay. It's basically where you can send, send a fecal sample. That hmm. They send you a kit and you shit in a box and then you, say, you send it out UPS. What can Brown do for you exactly? And, and, you get, and then they analyze it and tell you what's, what's wrong with your colon. But here's the thing. So the Cola Guard commercials, they, the box, they basically anthropomorphize the box. It's a box and they, they animate it and give it uh, arms and legs and, and a face on top of the box. And it says, I'm Cola Guard and I help you do this, this, and this. So right. it's like, exactly. it's like, it's like Clippy, that paperclip in Microsoft like Clippy, Word. Except it's okay. more like, like, <laughs> except it's a box and it's, but so here's the thing. So I, I, I've seen these commercials. Right. Now I have this box mm -hmm. in my house. And essentially, I have to take a shit inside an animated character. Like that's... Like, Wait, that's, are, you, are you physically shitting in this box? Or no, are it, you I don't think shitting? Because like, like, here's I the thing. I haven't opened the box yet. So I don't know exactly <laughs> how it works. But there's, 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 there's got to be a collection method, right? Like, I, like I, I'm, not I'm, taking, I'm not taking a, a goldfish spoon and, and Jared, Jared spoon it out of the toilet. So I can't believe we didn't talk about this. It must have occurred while we were on break. But um, one of the brands I represent is a brand called Ombre, which is like a home gut check test. You've heard about oh, like okay. gut checking. Very similar scenario, which is they send you a kid. You, you poop in the toilet, not in an animated box character. Well, uh, yes. And then you wipe. And then you have like a, uh, whatchamacallit, like a, um, what's the thing that goes in your ears? Q-tip? 
Q-tip that they provide for you. You get a little sample off of that Ooh. and then you uh, marinate it in this like little liquid they have. You <laughs> shake it up and then you secure it in their little box. So I'm sure it's a very similar process. Yeah, it probably is. I, I, I Like I said, I haven't opened the box yet. It's sitting in the bathroom. I, I got a call from Cologuard after the, uh, after the, the doctor. I, it was an automated call from Cologuard. Right. And it actually came up on my phone as Cologuard. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I had you in my contacts. <laughs> And I'm listening to this lady saying, you know, well, make sure you keep the box in the bathroom. So it's, it's top of mind, so to speak. So, and also make sure to get the sample, make sure when you collect your sample, you have the ability to get the box like to us, like immediately, like we can either, you can schedule a pickup or you make sure you can get it to like a UPS store like same right. day, because I guess they don't like to let that sit. And who would want to have a box of shit sitting in their house? How, be honest. so how long have you had this box now? I got it like two days ago. So you haven't used this thing in two days. It's there. It's sitting in the bathroom. Yes. I'm assuming that you've had to use the bathroom in a manner by which the box is required. Sure. What is your hesitation to opening up this box and just getting it cut? I don't know. (laughs) I'm sensing a little anxiety from you where you're like, because what you have to think about is what the alternative is, right? If you can't do this box, then you got to go old school, classic, traditional. No, and right. I, and I'm, not, I'm not going old school, classic, traditional. Uh, I will take I will take a shitting in a box over somebody go knuckles deep up to the elbow. Right. No, of course. Like right, moon river. Yeah, there's a clear preferred alternative here. Right, and now I'm curious what the box is because like I'm getting up there. I'm gonna have to do this at some point. The way things are going with like you know, colon cancer rates and uh, ground beef consumption, I'm sure that that's a sl- sliding scale of age. So mm-hmm. like they're going right now. So it used to be at 50, you get your colonoscopy. Then they backed it down to 45. Mm. And now, and, and, and who knows, in a couple of years, it could be, could be all the way down to 40. But, Can't wait. Um, Sounds yeah. great. <laughs> so I'm happy you brought your commercial thing up first because my commercial thing is no way going to top that. Well, I can't so be- wait to hear yours. So because I was watching the sports on the TV, mm-hmm. I was privy to commercials, which is something sure. I don't see very often. And I have something I need to admit to everyone here. It's it's a tough thing to admit because clearly I'm in the minority, but I don't understand the Jake from State Farm thing. I haven't seen a State Farm commercial in like a decade. So like the last like reoccurring character promoting a product that I saw was like flow from Progressive, right? Like I know that she is somebody who is on screen promoting it. And I know the Geico gecko. But like, I keep hearing references to Jake from State Farm. I thought Jake from State Farm was like this very vanilla white dude, like in khakis. It used to be, used to be. They have rebooted Jake from State Farm. They rebooted State Farm. Jake from State Farm? Yes, they rebooted Kept the Jake same name and everything. Yes. Okay, um, how long heard, ago did they reboot him? A um, couple of years ago. I want to say uh, three, four years ago. But, but you do know that every, like every insurance company has at least one mascot, has at least one spokesperson. I, but, but I don't know. You know what like, they advertise on sports, uh, uh, insurance things, and how to get your colonoscopy. That's what they right. advertise. Essentially, because yeah. that's, that's the audience they got to shoot for. No, I mean, it's <clears throat> insurance companies are like the new, it, like back in the 80s, it was the cola wars and like light beer commercials. Now it's all about character, kitschy characters who are trying to make insurance seem palatable, interesting, and fun. And but it's there not. Are, there there's are, no amount of characters that are going to make 
I know. But so what they're doing is distracting you from the fact that insurance sucks by making genuinely funny commercials. Yeah, I'm not saying that the commercials aren't funny. What I'm saying is the funny commercials aren't relevant to the the to the insurance process. It's not about that. Though. It's about it's about brand recognition. It's about it's so you'll remember progressive or you'll remember Geico or fucking Liberty. Uh, liberty, 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 yeah, Liberty. Exactly. That's yeah. why they all have those 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 jingles that don't mean anything. They're just the name. Like we are farmers. Bum, bada, bum, 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 bum. Like I gotta so say, remember that shit. Liberty, the most genius one of all. Because, like, who was that guy or girl who came up with that? They're just sitting in a room being like, all right, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Wait a second. <laughs> liberty, 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 Liberty. I got it. Like, this is the it. laziest fucking writing I've ever heard. Well, I mean, you can have lazy writing in the jingle, but, like, the, the, the commercials that they do, especially, I mean, Geico was the one who pioneered it. Because they used to have like top notch commercial. Yeah, I mean, Geico has always had a great advertising department. And uh, but then all the other insurance companies caught on and were like, "Well, we need yeah. to be, we need to make ourselves stand out in this space." This brings up a good question: What is the most annoying jingle you have ever heard? I know what mine is. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Holy shit, that was mine too. <laughs> One eight seven seven cars oh. for kids. One eight seven like it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, man. yeah, it's awful. Like I will, it's one of the few things I will change a radio station for. I know what's a radio station. No, I, I uh, when I was living back <laughs> east, I drove like an hour and a half to work both ways, like an hour and a half both ways, so three hours total. And I listened to the radio a lot, and it just it's <sighs> an it's an it's like I reminded me I could set a fucking speed record for changing the channel because I could identify the jingle by the opening hi-hat. Like that's like the opening little drum cymbal riff. I could, I could there was always identify like, it and say, get the fuck off my radio. There was always like a little pause before it too. Like they wanted there to be, a, it was like most commercials kind of seamlessly bled into it, but there was always like this eighth of a second pause right before. And I was like, it better not be. Yeah, I hated that. that like awesome. I, I get it. Kids need cars. That's great. Yeah, but, what the fuck uh, is the product? What are we giving cars to kids? No. And why is it spelled with a K? <laughs> why is cars spelled with a K? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a charitable donation thing, but it's just, I don't know how they get donations at this point because it's one of the most universally hated jingles in advertising, period. Like if there was a, ra- like and there's the Clio's for really good advertising. What's the fucking Razzies for really shit, shit advertising? Is there is there an award ceremony for good advertising stuff? There used to be. I'm, well, I, I, you said I the Clio's. I don't know if there's an award ceremony, but the Clio Awards are the awards for for advertising. Okay. I don't think they've ever had. Maybe they did back back in like the '80s and '90s. Maybe they actually had an award ceremony or something like that, where um, Spuds McKenzie was was the fucking host. Who's Spuds McKenzie? I swear, I thought you made that name up. Like it was like Spudsy McKenzie. Who's no, Spuds McKenzie? The, the, the the fucking dog mascot for Bud Light back in the day. There you go. Yeah. So when you say back in the day, how old would I have been? Uh, this would have been late 80s, early 90s. Right. So I would have been young. And the only way I would have seen these commercials is if I watched what? Television. Sports. Sports. No, no. Yeah. Those commercials were on during Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> I guarantee you they were. They, they played. They played. 
<laughs> oh, wait a minute. But, but, but your father did not sit you in front of a television and try to make you watch Eagles football or Phillies baseball or anything like that when you were a kid? I think it was about the point when, because I started out acting. I started acting when I was in like third grade. And then around that time, my sister was doing national dance competitions, uh, tap dancing. Mm-hmm. And I saw her tap dancing on stage. I thought that looked really cool. So that's when I, at the age of like 12, went up to my parents and requested that they put me in tap lessons. But in order for me to take tap lessons, I had to take ballet as well. So it was about the point that his 12-year-old oldest son was telling him that he wanted to take tap and ballet, that he was like, on to the next one. Connor, nothing but sports. <laughs> Uh, and I danced nationally for, actually, my mom just found all these old cassette tapes in the storage locker. And she just found a, uh, she found a, um, a camera that can hook them up. So my objective is the next time I'm back there to bring something that can burn these tapes onto a, onto my hard drive. And I can show you uh, videos of me tap dancing in like third and fourth grade. In I... fact, in fact, here's one better. I was in fourth grade. Okay. I was in fourth grade. And I had the biggest crush on this girl. I mean, just the biggest crush on this girl. And I won't say her name. Um, I'll say her first name. Her first name was Stephanie. And okay. if you went to school with me, if anybody from school know, then you probably know, because it was a kind of a big thing. Uh, anyway, uh, when we were in third grade, we were going to um, do the three-legged race together at uh, Flag Day. But my oh. friend at the time, my best friend who ended up being kind of a piece of shit, um, told everybody that I liked her. And then it was such a big deal that we did. But then fourth grade rolled around and she danced also. So I decided for my fourth grade talent show to tap dance for the fourth grade class. Oh God. Oh, it gets so much better. Now understand that like, I thought like Gregory Hines and Sesame Street was cool, right? Like huffing, like stomp, that type of thing. But that's not what I was doing. I was doing big, like 30 people on stage, women, and like there were three guys and we were all dancing with the girls, right? It was like a line ensemble. Think like a chorus line type of dance, right? So what I was doing wasn't necessarily special. It was just like line dancing. So if you remove the line around me, it's just me doing basic moves to a song and it does not look that good at all. And I decided to wear the costume that we all wore or that I wore on stage. And that costume consisted of white patent leather shoes, white pants, tight white pants, a white shirt, <laughs> and a gold sequence vest. <laughs> and I tapped for the goddamn fourth grade class. To what song? I believe at that point, I think it was the rhythm of life, which okay. I, I actually, maybe it's not, I think it was the rhythm of life, which was like a song from a musical that sounded really good. Like it's like semi-charmed life by third eye blind. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the song is upbeat and happy, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's about somebody it's who's like a heroin yeah. addict. Yeah, yeah. Who's a heroin addict. This song had like a lot of upbeat um, lyrics, but it was all about uh, women who worked at a brothel who like oh, gave their life day after day. It's the rhythm of life. Sex mm. is the rhythm of life. Uh, and I danced the shit out of that. I sold it too. Well, I don't know why I got think about fourth graders is they're not going to know what the lyrics mean. <laughs> no. Or, or any of the subtext. Uh, when I show you it. what I was wearing, you will learn that it does not matter what the lyrics of the song were. There was plenty to tease me about based solely off of what I was wearing. Needless to say, I never truly did end up with Stephanie because of the series of shit that I did. 
Uh, but I was such a wide-eyed and optimistic kid. I was just so happy. I was like, oh, my, why, why does everybody have to tease anybody? Why is this a big deal? And I think it was at that point that I learned that like some things you can put out there to the universe, uh, but you're going to get teased about it. Uh, and my God, did I get teased? Holy shit. I look back <laughs> and I was like, I blocked out a lot of stuff because mm, I got taken down a peg or two. But yeah, tap danced. What else is on those tapes? That. <sighs> yeah, I won't out my brother, but uh, yeah, there's there's some there's some fo- there's does, some videos. Does he dance too? There are some videos of my brother that exist out there that I will not I will not bring up because I know that a number of his um, his family his his wife's family listen to this podcast. In fact, I found out recently that uh, MK's brother listens to this podcast while he's falling asleep. <laughs> Great. He started at the beginning and he's like, we need something to like listen to when we're falling asleep. We don't have a TV. <laughs> so we put on Jared's podcast and we fall asleep to it, which is why Ow. I would like to say at this moment, if you're looking, if you want to bring between two sterns to bed with you, hey, feel, feel free to lay us next to your pillow and just enjoy falling asleep between two sterns. The dulcet tones of between two sterns. What could we read? on this like now now that i've heard both of us do our reading voices i feel like we should like get the back of like a tricks box and read i i actually have something that i found in the newspaper that yes i actually do read a news like physical newspaper every once in a while i have a question i need to ask you at this point because i know we we addressed this topic before whilst you are reading these newspapers do you need a magnifying glass and oh, does that magnifying sh- glass have a light attached to it? No, no, God damn it! I can. Read <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for print. your birthday this year. I can read newsprint. Thank you. I don't know. I haven't picked up a newspaper in years. I don't know how big the font is. I found this story, and I think this should be the subject of the next Christopher Guest mockumentary. Okay, I'm here for it. Okay, the uh, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is tossing its definition of French dressing. The agency said it is revoking the standard of identity for the salad topping. Okay. It, there was apparently like, you had, you had to meet certain standards to be considered French dressing. Well, now I think before you continue, we need to know what those standards are. Well, hang on one second because it- Oh, does it go into it? It goes into it. This decision brings a helping of deregulation to the ingredients required for French dressing. Among the surprising elements of the news is the fact the federal government bothered to define French dressing in the first place. (laughs) According to the original 1950 standard, a French dressing should include vegetable vegetable oil, Mm -hmm. vinegar and or lemon or lime juice, and could be seasoned with ingredients such as salt, sugar, tomato paste, or puree, and spices such as mustard or paprika. The Association for Dressings and Sauces, a trade association representing salad dressings, mayonnaise, and condiment manufacturers. Sure. So th- this is what I think should be the basis for the fucking mockumentary. Like, I, I want to see Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Eugene Levy as lobbyists yeah. for the Association for Dressings and Sauces. But here's the thing. They need to be lobbying for this during a global pandemic. It's very important to place this during the correct time frame. Like we're trying to get masks and emergency supplies. And they're like, well, it seems like mustard is an absurd thing to include in the ingredient list. Like, 
So what did yeah, they determine so, now defines French dressing? Okay, hang on one second. Uh, or do we not want to spoil the movie? <laughs> right, we don't <laughs> want to spoil the movie. Uh, the restrictions on what constitutes a French dressing inhibited what could be created to match the desires of French dressing consumers, the uh, partition argued. Many different types of salad dressings, Italian, ranch, Caesar, and blue cheese, were available for consumers and not affected by the same kind of standardization. The French dressing standard simply restricts innovation. So basically, we've been languishing in, in like a French dressing. It's Hellman's malaise, almost. Why are you looking so confused? Who the fuck cares? Who right. is sitting there at home exactly. going, I feel very restricted. On the right. Who gives of, a shit? Think of the um, think of the innovations we have been robbed of in French dressing technology over the last seventy years. <laughs> Why? And here's the other thought I'm having: Why are so many dressings named after countries? French, French, Italian, yeah, Italian Russian. Well, okay. Thousand Island. Are, are that's there, the are, that's are, the one that got me because a Thousand Island dressing is the same as Russian dressing, and I can't think of two like continent or landmass breakdowns that are more opposite than the giant Icelandic wasteland that is Russia and a thousand islands in the middle of the Pacific. Man, I really hit a fucking nerve with this, didn't I? I don't know why I'm so fired up about this. It just is so <laughs> absurd to me. Yeah, no, it's it, it, so I, I could not believe. That I found that story on the front page of the, the goddamn Wall Street Journal. They're I mean, it's, 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 it's below the fold, but it was a A1. You could have convinced <laughs> me that that was in The Onion. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. What's next? What else are they going to lobby that, that you can't continue to evolve? Like from a food... Like the only thing that I can really imagine anybody being like, everybody needs to get on the same page about is ranch. Ranch seems like one of those things that is just like universally defined. Rarely do I feel a much like a big variant in the ranch dressing I eat. I feel like a lot of the work in 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 in, in ranch these days is being done uh, in the Hidden Valley. <laughs> I feel like that's where they're doing most of the ranch research these days. Well, that's why there's not such an uproar because it's hidden. They can't even see the innovations <laughs> right. that are taking place. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. So. I feel like condiments have become like the new boom industry, right? Like I know that it's a big thing for me and my brother where like, we'll just mix a whole bunch of shit and make our own. I was, I was just at the grocery store earlier today and I did happen to walk by the condiment aisle, and they are just, they don't give a fuck anymore. Like they are just there. There is now a, a bottle that's called Mayo Chup, which is just the ketchup and mayo mixed yeah. together. They have, they have all, all, every different permutation of like ketchup, mayo, mustard, buffalo sauce, and like just every, every single thing is, they have it all, they have it all mixed together in one bottle because we're lazy now. We can't handle up, mixing that stuff together on our own. I came up with what is arguably what you will consider to be the most disgusting dressing combination ever. And okay. it's fucking delicious. So... Obviously, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to eat more salads. Um, I'm a big fan of like uh, wedge salads or cob salads. I like crumbled blue cheese. So um, what I've started doing is taking just salmon and cooking it in my air fryer. It comes out beautifully, right? Mm. And I dice it down and then I use it kind of as the protein. So the base is uh, chopped um, iceberg, right? Some red onion, some tomato, yeah. some tomato. Mm -hmm. I dice up a little green onion in there as well, just to give it a little body. Uh, a little bit of blue cheese crumble, right? The salmon. 
And then here's the dressing. Trader Joe's makes a spicy peanut vinaigrette, which would be like a vinaigrette version of like your traditional like, like peanut sauce that you use to dip like a chicken satay in, right? Sure. And I mix that with blue cheese dressing. Ugh. And it is magnificently good. It's not just kind so, of good. It's exceptionally good. Now, I I do enjoy a blue cheese dressing. That's, yeah. that's probably in my top three. Mm -hmm. I have never had the urge to mm -hmm. combine blue cheese and essentially peanut butter. That's... <laughs> That's that sounds fucking awful. And vinegar for the record. Oh, is it? Oh, now, now I'm sold. <laughs> Let me tell like you something. I get, like I get like a sweet and tangy. Like, That's it. Yeah. But, yeah. But to go just tangy and like no, like I like that. That's why peanut butter and jelly works because you have the the saltiness of the peanut and you have the sweetness of the of, of the jelly and that that combines well and but i i can't know that's but see here's the thing you've had a charcuterie board before right i haven't do you know what a charcuterie board that? is I, I know what it's a, a cheese platter it's a cheese platter i know what a she i know what a shark charcuterie boarded but i've never shark charcuterie sorry anyway <laughs> let's let's break down what we find on this tray right we it's find a variety of cheeses some nuts uh -huh. grapes sometimes sure. you might have a jam are you telling me that you've never had fig and blue cheese before with like bacon, that little sweet and savory? I myself right. have eaten blue cheese and a grape. So if a blue cheese goes with a grape and a jelly goes with peanut butter, then using the transitive property of fat asses putting food in their mouth, I can mix blue cheese and peanut butter. Listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life. You can do it however you want. <laughs> but that to me sounds like uh, an offense against God and all of his work. <laughs> <laughs>